listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Hey, welcome back to the Lead Defend podcast. This is Seth, and I'm here with Ryan Scantling. Yee yee. And uh, we are going to be talking today about your life in the gospel. And uh, this was inspired um, through a, a Bible commentary that I was reading, and I caught a sermon from, oh man, probably the 1800s, and uh, just really hit me um, about, about how our lives add to or take away from the gospel that we preach and teach. Speaking of the 1800s, like, it always is so confusing to me. The 1800s are the 19th century, yes, and then the 1900s are the 20th century. And right now we're living in the 21st century. Like, it's just, it, it's mind-blowing. How did they reference themselves in B.C.? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. The year of our Lord. I don't know. Yeah. Or in, in I guess, the first century, you know, in yes. zero to, like, yeah. 99. Did they know so, that it was year three? I Probably not. I don't know. Crazy. Okay. So, the idea here, okay, the idea is that um, everyone's life as a Christian uh, will either add to or take away from the world's perspective of what you teach. And uh, the way the way that I think about this is if I'm going to evaluate, uh, let's say, a car dealership or a car company, okay, um, I don't evaluate their, their product based upon the staff. I evaluate their product based upon the car. Does their car run? Does it last for over 100,000 miles? Sure, right? I'm a Toyota guy. You know, how many Tried times do I have to repair the air conditioner or whatever, right? And the world evaluates Christianity as it is a, uh, a systematic method of, of you know, uh, maybe behavior modification. Like the world sees it as that. Yeah, sure. Like I, I think a lot of people, when they see Christianity, they think, Oh, this is something that people just subscribe to, and it makes them, quote-unquote, better people. Yes. That's and not true, but that's how a lot of people view it. It's not true, but in some ways it is. Because as the gospel infiltrates our lives, sure. obedience is a response to the grace that God has given us. Sure. And so... Um, Behavior modification is not the end, no, but it's a byproduct. It's a byproduct of where we are going. Because sure. we, will, we will grow in, in Christ-likeness. And so they evaluate Christianity based upon the Christians. I mean, that's pretty simple, right? Yeah. Um, and I grew up in an era where I heard pastors and youth pastors and all this always saying the same phrase. You got to protect your witness. Protect you heard that, right? the witness. Did you yep. ever hear that? When I got older, I learned about other kinds of protection. But sure, you have to protect your witness. You do. And protecting your witness was the idea that if I wanted to ever tell people about Jesus, then my life had to reflect Jesus. Because let's say, uh, let's say I'm a college student and um, I've been sharing the gospel with a classmate, but yet he sees me at that wild party partaking in whatever that everyone else is partaking in. And why would he want the Jesus that I have if the Jesus that I have hasn't changed me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Seth, I, I see this a lot on college campuses in that a lot of times students get to college, Christian students get to college, and all of a sudden there's a whole new world available to them that was not as readily available before. So drinking, uh, 
uh, really just kind of sleeping around relationships that are more loose and, and people give themselves over to those things. Mm-hmm. And not only do those actions have consequences like in their own spiritual life, but they also have consequences in that individual's ability to guide someone else spiritually down the road. Absolutely. And so the passage that, that, that this preacher, okay, his name, his name was Alexander McLaren. Uh, the passage that he was addressing was in Titus chapter two and it's verse 10. And, and it's just these few words right here that he, he actually preaches on. It's, um, that, that by demonstrating utter faithfulness so that they may adorn the teaching of God, our savior in everything. And that word adorn is a word we don't really use, but it's the idea of adding beauty to the gospel. He's saying that we should live in a way that our lives add beauty to the gospel. So when we are being evaluated for our Christ-likeness as Christians, our lives should add beauty to the words that have been taught and mm. said of the Jesus, of Jesus Christ rather than take away from it. Um, an example is, is that, um, um, but it's the idea that like we have a lot of people right now, right? Yeah. that have been walking away from Christianity, okay? You, you, the deconstructionists, sure. yep. you know, people like Rhett and Link. Well, okay? and, and, you you've seen, and you've seen these things posted incredibly publicly. Yes, very public. And, and what is their reasoning? It's not logic. It's not arguments against Christianity. It's arguments against Christians. Yeah. They've been hurt by Christians. They've, been, they've seen Christians be hypocritical, okay? But one thing that we have to logically look at is this. Um, and, and, and listen, the world doesn't think logically when it comes to faith. They don't, okay? Because if you think logically, you have to say either that person is a hypocrite or Christianity is not real. You cannot say both. Yeah. If you're going to call them a hypocrite, then they're not living according to the real life of a Christian. Sure. But if you call them a hip, but if you call the say that their Christianity can't be real, then they're not a hypocrite. They're just following something that doesn't change their lives. Yeah. And so anyway, all I have to say, people have been walking away from the faith. Their 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 reasoning is not the actual faith. It's about the Christians that lived it. Uh, oh, what was that? Um, Muhammad was quoted. As when he when he was young, he visited a church because he was seeking out faith, and he went to a church and was immediately cast out because he was too low class to enter into the church in India. And so, what he did was uh, he was quoted as saying this: saying, "If it weren't for Christians, I would have been a Christian." Hmm. Uh, he loved Jesus. He loved the teachings of Jesus and wanted to know more about them. And Christians turned him away. And so the idea is that our lives will either turn people to Jesus or away from Jesus. And there's no neutral ground with Christians. You're going to do one or the other. It's not, you're not going to just sit by and quietly, you know, live your life without doing well, one. And, and Seth, I think some people could hear this and think, oh, well, Seth's telling me to put on a front. Like, mm-hmm. that means I always have to be putting on a front and act like everything's perfect, everything's good, everything's great. Well, that's not what we're saying at all. We're we're saying, let what Jesus has done inwardly in you reflect outwardly. But but here's the problem, Seth. Some people who claim that Jesus has done an inward work are not living in that. And so they're pretty dry. And so that dryness comes through. And claiming the name of Christ, man, they don't live a life that reflects him. Mm -hmm. and, And therefore, they... They can lead other people away from a relationship with him. Well, yeah, and that that's the thing is is 
how do you how do you actually adorn the gospel? How do you add beauty to the gospel? It, it's by the gospel first adding beauty to you. Yeah. Like when I internalize yeah. the word of God and it changes me, that's when I'm actually capable of adding beauty to the gospel through my life. Um, and and let's let's face it, guys. Like you listening, you wouldn't be you if I put up a facade that would hopefully add to my my witness or my my adorning the word of God. You would see right through that. We live in a world that can pick out liars quickly. Sure. Okay, like we can see through things, and so um, and so I, I don't I don't think that would work anyway. Yeah, I mean it, it would be a fruitless effort. But um, but the passage here in Titus two, it actually is addressing um, how how slaves in their time should react to uh, their their place in life, their lot in life, and he says for them to submit to their masters and everything, and to be well pleasing, not talking back or stealing, but demonstrating faithfulness. And, and it's not a passage that is telling us slavery is okay. What he's doing is he's writing to a people that are in a circumstance. Mm. It's not saying, hey, slavery is okay, live like this. What it's saying is if you find yourself in the circumstance of being a slave in the first century, then you should live this way to adorn the gospel to those around you. And what he tells them to do is to, to not fall into what would be easily fallen into for people in their lot in life, which would be to talk back, which would be to, you know, um, to dishonor their, well, you know, whatever. And Seth, you I know. think a lot of times when we get in harsh or difficult circumstances, this is even me, I can have bitterness in my heart, disdain in my heart, that really quickly comes out in every aspect of, of everything I do. Yeah. And the, the truth is, sometimes it's realizing that God is still at work, even in the difficult situations in my life and, and even those difficult stretches that last months years for some people lifetimes that that we still are to reflect the God who called us out of a much worse peril and that's sin and deaths I mean complete and utter damnation apart from him well and and absolutely true and what they're doing here is he's telling them to live counter culturally yeah. To the, the their peers. Wow. And and so how do we adorn the gospel is Christianity or Christ actually has changed us to where we don't live like those around us. So that means the businessman who could easily, you know, climb the ladder quicker by being, you know, uh, uh, dishonest and, and working in ways that are unreputable. He can't do that because Jesus Christ has changed him. And so sure. then when he teaches about Jesus... Irreputable is a big word. I could probably not even spell that, to be honest. <laughs> That's good. I don't think I could either. <laughs> um, but but how do we adorn the gospel? It's by looking different than the people around us. Yeah. And and that's only... The only way we can is because Jesus Christ has changed us himself. Um, and so that that's the, the basis for this message that I was reading. And I was just like, man, how timely for me. Because, um, man, we, we just... We live in a culture right now that sees the Christians that are on the news, yeah, and um, and that's that's not adorning to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and I think Seth, we talked about at the beginning how Christianity is not in and of itself behavior modification, right? But when you believe that Jesus lived a life that we could never live, that He came to Earth on the greatest rescue mission of human history to die a death that all of us deserve, but, but that He didn't. And then he didn't stay dead. He rose again. 
Like when you believe that, it begins to change things about your life. It begins to change things about my life. And and so Christianity is not behavior modification, but Mm-mm. if you fully trust in Jesus and your behaviors aren't changed, then you're probably not trusting Jesus as much as you think you are. Absolutely. I mean, just when, like if someone were to, to you know, jump in front of a bullet for me, I mean, I think that that, that would change me. And I would probably, yep. uh, I'd probably act differently towards that person. You sure. know, I think about all the war stories of men that came back because someone else laid themselves, their mm. life down for them. And, you know, they would seek out the family members. I mean, it's, they've made great movies about it, right? Saving Private Ryan. Whatever. That's right. It's a good um, one. But, but that, that is uh, a very small and insignificant picture to what Jesus Christ has done for each one of us. Yeah. And it does change us. Um, but, but I just, it's just a call for us to remember, um, that our lives will change people's perspectives of what we say, Mm. Jesus Christ, um, is our life going to, uh, match our words or is it not? Because honestly, too often it does not. And, um, the, the quote from McLaren is this, is he said, um, there's no greater enemy to the gospel of Jesus Christ than its inconsistent friends. Wow. There's no greater enemy to the gospel of Christ than its inconsistent friends. Man, that's a powerful word. It cuts me. Yeah. Thinking even of the inconsistencies in my own life, and and truthfully, it just makes me broken. I mean, for the ways in which I don't reflect the gospel well to a lost and dying world around me. Um, and when it comes to it, too, you know, it, it, he, he talks about um, how... We don't describe a big idea with a big example. We describe a big idea with a small example. So, like, if I'm teaching my children about gravity, I'm not going to talk about how does the moon stay in orbit or how do tides happen because of the moon's gravitational pull. I'm going to talk to my kid about this fake story that Isaac Newton had an apple fall out of a tree. You know what I mean? That's how we teach the big idea of gravity is with an apple falling out of a tree. It's a small example of a big idea. And so do our lives need to big idea reflect the gospel? Absolutely. Sure. But what is going to actually adorn the gospel of Jesus Christ? What is going to add beauty to it is the little things. Are you kind to the person that you have no need to be kind to? Wow. Are you going to ask your waitress if you can pray for them? Um, Are you going to, uh, you know, not sell out your values in order to move ahead in business. Yeah, I, I mean, you're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, just really practical day-to-day, just yes. expressing love to people, um, joy in the midst of seemingly insignificant circumstances, um, peace when everything seems like it's pressed against you and insurmountable odds, patience when, man, folks are just riding you and giving you a hard time. And when we talk about how, I mean, we are saved by grace, y'all. I mean, I'm not saying anything different than that. But Titus 1.1 talks about how Christians are to grow in the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. And so I'm saved by grace, but after I'm saved by grace, um, there's a layer of, as I grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he's done, I should also grow more godly. Yeah. And, and that's a calling of a Christian is our lives are actually called to do good works. I'm saved from my sin. I'm saved by grace, but I'm saved for good works. Mm. 
Man, that's a good word. Well, hey, and we're going to end on that, but I tell you, there's something coming up incredible that's at the beginning of March. It's the Lead Defend Conference in 2021. A lot of stuff's going online, a lot of things changing, but our plan as of this moment is that we are going to be in person in Little Rock with reduced crowds and spacing out in multiple different spaces. We've taken it multi-site in one location. It's going to be incredible, and you just got to come and check it out to see it. Seth and I are going to be there. We're not going to miss it. It's going to be awesome. So go to Lead Defend org l-e-a-d-d-e-f-e-n-d.org and you reserve your spot right now there's limited capacity and we want you in the room we want you there it's gonna be fun all right until next time this has been lead defend that's it for this episode of lead defend until next time check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next lead defend conference or shoot seth and ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org if you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.